1: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Stee Curran.
2: Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you doing, Simon? Really well, Stee. Really, really well. Are you? No, uh, but I, <laughs> I, I listened to the start of last show, uh, last week's show when I was editing it, obviously. And I'd, yeah, it was a really glum start for me, so I apologise. And I've decided... Um, that from now on it's going to be a positive intro.
1: Really, is this uh, something you've learned from your current employers?
2: Oh, uh, keep, keep well, things upbeat. Maybe not uh, deliberately, but perhaps via osmosis. But no, <laughs> I mean, like, even I, even I felt like jacking it all in at just at the start of the editing process last week, and I thought this this can't be a welcoming, like the sort of welcome that that, that we that we want to give off. Uh, for each show, so positive, pos- super positive. Uh, All right, yeah, so so well.
1: more energy at the start of the show, upbeat. Yep. Look for, yep. as you say, the positives rather All than the just positives. we're old and everything's stopping working.
2: Well, good news on the old front is that I was getting I was getting pretty annoyed um, about uh, all the young people being offered boosters because um, <laughs> I was uh, I tried to get a booster a couple of weeks ago at a walk-in centre used to be an old Argos It's now an NHS vaccination centre um, and I said can I get a booster he said how long since your second dose I told him it was five months and he said no sent me away the rules changed like two days after then and I Ugh. thought. I thought if I'd caught it and become seriously ill, you know, mm. or even worse, I mean, imagine being that man. How would you feel if someone that you'd never heard of and didn't know uh, was was impacted by that decision? <laughs> um, and then when I went to book my booster, that, as that I was allowed to, um, I couldn't get one until the start of next week.
1: Oh my and goodness, now, you because know, of all the young people.
2: All the young people. So anyway, I, did a, I, I went for a walk in this morning and got boosted. So I'm now no longer the UK's most vulnerable man.
1: How are you feeling post-booster?
2: Absolutely fine. Team Moderna all the way.
1: Oh, what, your booster was Moderna as well? I had AstraZeneca, rock and roll uh, as my first two, first two yeah, jabs. Same, same yeah. AZ, but then you went Moderna for the, the follow-up.
2: Wasn't offered a choice. Uh, I did ask the nurse. I said, like, I said, there there are two, aren't there? And she said, yeah. I said, well, um, is this the good one? And she said, she said, it beats Pfizer slightly. I said, (laughs) "You get it in there. Really? So she did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But maybe she just thought she's just telling you what you want. I'm team cocktail AstraZeneca and Pfizer.
2: So you, you've been boosted already. Oh yeah. I mean, how could go. how could you take that boost knowing that I hadn't? Been, <laughs> and that I was, and I'm literally vulnerable now, having had the significant
1: birthday. I'm I'm listed as vulnerable. Do you think I could have done that? Called you up and said. I it. think you should have done. Or just I could. You know what I could have done? Worn a fake arm. <laughs> boosted I, that and then just tipped it into your veins.
2: Oh, I. Don't, it would be very lonely doing this on your own, Stee. <laughs> Anyway, you're all right, and the um, the other thing, of course, is that uh, we're recording this Sunday night. This is being broadcast on Monday night, seven o'clock, uh, seven p.m. UK time. Uh, then podcast uh, on Wednesday. Thanks, Phil. Um, but when this goes out live on the radio, I'll have just come off the internet, having broadcast mm. on the internet.
1: Well, I was going to bring this up because you you, uh, you announced this on last uh, last week's One Life Left. That you are making your streaming debut on the Jingle Jam, uh, and that's this Monday, isn't it?
2: It is. As we record this, it's tomorrow at two pm. So I, I had a shave. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to look like on the internet. Like, what are you supposed to wear? Mm. Uh, because some of the some of the internet that I look at, they don't wear many clothes. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I am gonna have a top on. <laughs>
1: okay, good. Good. Is it presumably it's gotta be a Christmas jumper? Surely that's oh, I don't have the season one. Simon.
2: I'm travelling uh through Paddington. There must be
1: Christmas jumpers for sale at Paddington. Or tops off, write ho 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 on your chest.
2: Oh, uh, or tops on, having written ho 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 <laughs> on my chest and then reveal it at, uh, at key moments.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you're um you're you're is it right that you're judging a a game jam?
2: I am. Yes, the uh the entries uh closed uh on Friday, so we're going to be going through uh lots of games on the stream together. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's super super exciting. Well, I guess we'll talk more about that next week. Um, well done, Simon. You've kept the start of the show upbeat, uh, against all, all, all odds. Um, from here on in, should be smooth sailing, because we've got the news coming up. That's always uh, that's always easy, isn't it, to be optimistic about the games industry there. Um, then we'll have reviews after that. Oh no, reviews at the end of the show. You'd think I know by now. <laughs> letters section in the middle. Uh, have we had letters this week? Dunno. I, I don't
2: know. I do we had either.
1: one, maybe. Okay. We'll have a look. Uh, Letter section. Um, And also, I will update everyone on the Marioki Christmas party, which happened last Friday. Are we ready for the news?
2: Are we ever?
1: (laughs) No, so let's do it. (laughs) Okay, Simon, I know you've done uh, some news research. I've got a couple of stories as well. So why don't you start with one?
2: Okay, from videogameschronicle.com to uh, Tom Ivan wrote, It Takes Two won the top prize at the Game Awards 2021, where it scooped three awards, including the coveted Game of the Year, Light's Co-op Adventure, which tells the story of a husband and wife who are seemingly heading for divorce, took home the Best Multiplayer and Best Family Game Awards too. Playgrounds Forza Horizon also bagged three awards for Best Sports Racing, Best Audio Design and Innovation in Accessibility, which recognises developers who are pushing the medium forward in terms of reach. Arkane's Deathloop, which had been nominated for nine prizes, was awarded Best Game Direction and Best Art Direction. Uh, Square Enix's Final Fantasy XIV Online won the Best Ongoing and Best Community Support Awards. Ember Labs' Kenner Bridge of Spirits won the Best Indie. And best indie debut prizes, whilst From Software's Elden Ring scooped the most anticipated award. Uh, I say that I have included that in the news section, Steve. But obviously, none of that is news to you, is it? I imagine, like everybody else, you were glued to Jeff Keighley, uh <laughs> on on Thursday Thursday evening,
1: Friday morning. Now, I I told you before the show that I didn't know anything about the game awards. I did know that It Takes Two had won the major prize cause, prize because the internet was. Very excited about that uh, victory for the little guys. They reckoned.
2: Yes, and uh, I, you know, I would, I would add, I would add to that. Actually, I think it takes two was absolutely a highlight of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and so much deserved. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so you, so you heard who won, but you, but did you watch the show?
1: I did not watch the show, so Why I know not? nothing more than that.
2: Why did you not uh, watch it, Steve?
1: I tend to avoid award shows because I'm rarely involved in them in any respect um and um yeah I don't feel they're for me really um so yeah I tend to hear the sort of parts of it that I'm interested in uh, via you know social media the day after uh why okay. what, what did you watch the whole
2: thing of course I didn't watch the whole thing Steve. Um, But, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, there are people that are paid to do that, that have done Mm -hmm. that job. Um, Interesting, Eurogamer live blogged it. Martin Robinson, editor-in-chief, he live blogged the Game Awards. Um, He started um, at 26 minutes past 10 with a, Hi, hello, and how do you do? Um, He says, uh, then also at uh, 26 minutes past 10, he says, I regret to inform you. I have been drinking. <laughs> I mean, now, come on. Now, like, you know, he's, th- these are professional writers. I mean, to admit that straight, are you allowed to drink on the job while you're a games journalist? I thought that sort of thing was outlawed.
1: Mm, interesting. Well, I suppose I, it depends on the clicks, doesn't it? If it brings in more reach, right. then, then you're right. Well, so he
2: started at 26 minutes past 10. Steve. Mm. when was his last post? When was his last post?
1: Well, how long's the Game Awards? I, 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 would, I, I genuinely don't know that. I, I guess award ceremonies are usually about two to three hours, right? Is that right? Is that anywhere near what they are? He
2: started, he started at 26 minutes past 10 in the PM. Okay. When did he finish?
1: So I'm going to assume that the Game Awards started at 11 and was scheduled to finish at 1 a.m. So I reckon he finished at 2.30 a.m.
2: Stee. You are out by a couple of hours. It was really? thirteen minutes past four. Was oh um, my goodness. Uh, oh, sorry. Actually, I know there's been a character change. Wesley Yin Paul has taken over. <laughs> by then. But that's that's when they logged off. Eurogamer logged off at thirteen minutes past. Four. I wonder if Martin had had too much to drink. Did he say anything embarrassing in the middle?
1: I wonder what Wesley was drinking.
2: To take it over. Here we go, Martin. Um, okay, Martin stops blogging. At 36 minutes past 10. He did a lot then, and then... Oh. Wesley dives in. Hello, Martin is stuck in some virtual reality racing marathon, so I'm going to have to pick up our live report of the Game Awards. Sorry for the delay. Interesting.
1: I don't understand what that He'd means. He's
2: been drinking, and he's doing virtual reality racing. Well, um, that's not, uh, not a good message for the kids, is it? Anyway, Steve, let's run through. So the Game Awards, mm-hmm. uh, we should say, is the annual... Uh, games Industries um event run by Jeff Keighley. Um it started at 1 a.m. Steve. Not particularly convenient for us no. over in Europe and the UK. Uh it started at 1 o'clock and ran for th- just over three hours, although there was half an hour pre-show, so not sure what that, what that was about. Um during it, uh there were lots of premieres and debuts and announcements and celebrities, etc. 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 Um, I'm going to run through some of the highlights for you, Stee, and you okay. can, we can have a live reaction. This is like news <laughs> unboxing. Uh, the next game from the Friday the Thirteenth developers was announced, Stee. What's that based on?
1: Friday the Fourteenth. <laughs> it's Saturday not- the Fourteenth. Oh, blew that. <laughs> Saturday the Fourteenth. Um, I I'm Halloween. No, the Texas
2: Chainsaw Massacre. Oh,
1: it's close. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Telltale. Surprised everybody by announcing a new game. Now I thought they'd gone under, Mm. Uh, but they're back, 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 back. Okay. Uh, What are they doing? A video game based around Steve?
1: Must be a big narrative property. Um, So (laughs) Uh, the only my first reaction was, is it Succession? Uh, Which is the only thing (laughs) wouldn't fit very well. Uh, I don't think. I'd love to see that. No, no idea. Go on, tell me. It's the the Expanse. Oh really? I've watched two seasons of that, have you? I've not, no. So
2: what do you think the key choice is gonna be in the Telltale series? Who will remember what you did when you did it?
1: Uh I've I mean when I say I've watched it, what I mean is when I'm when I'm doing work that I really don't want to be doing, I stick it on in the background. So I couldn't tell you what the names of the characters are. Uh, also everything might have changed by it's in five five or six seasons, isn't it? I've only seen okay. two of them, so this could be a spoiler. Um, tell me.
2: Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Oh, it. you don't know. Okay. Uh, no, I was, I, was, know. I was looking to you as our the Expanse expert. The Expanse, well, to- I am.
1: I am. Uh, but I, that's as much as I know.
2: Okay. So that was... And, and then there were some other bits and bobs uh, that were announced in the pre-show, presumably by people that didn't have the money to get into the main event. Uh, <laughs> during which they, anou- uh, they announced... Uh, they showed gameplay for Senua's saga, Hellblade 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a um, a cinematic reveal trailer for Star Wars Eclipse. David oh, I was going to say that's Star your Wars. thing, isn't it? I liked it. You're, I liked, a, I liked it. It's great trailer.
1: Yeah, you're our Kaj correspondents.
2: Lots of people were being disparaging about a Star Wars property uh, being given to David Kaj. Um but, you know, I uh, I think his last game, Detroit, uh, was very good, so I'm optimistic about that. It was a very good trailer. Um Warner Brothers announced a Wonder Woman game,
1: Steve. Mm-hmm.
2: From the team behind Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor.
1: Okay. Good. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any feelings about that at okay. all. Is it a um is it a third person sort of open world um we didn't see. It was just swords. a very
2: slow-mo reveal of Wonder Woman. Right? Um, did you like Alan Wake, Steve? Uh,
1: I I did uh, enjoy Alan Wake. I didn't love it quite as much as everyone else, but I, I did enjoy it. And I have heard that there's going to be a sequel.
2: So as somebody who enjoyed it, did you enjoy it wanting more Alan Wake?
1: Alan Wakes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm really excited about this I like Remedies Studio uh, I'm excited to see what they uh, do with that I saw Sam Lake uh, announcing it, I think On stage, okay. I saw, saw a picture Because he's the guy who, who looks like Max Payne, right? Yes Yeah, because he, Max Payne was modelled on him I don't think that's just a coincidence um, Okay Yes
2: uh, then there's some stuff about Horizon Forbidden West, Sonic Movie 2, uh, blah, 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 Final Fantasy, Destiny, whatever, uh, blah, 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 some more things. Uh, Gollum had a cinematic trailer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that at this point, nobody was watching. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's going to be about half past two in the morning now. Um, then, Sonic Frontiers. Did you see this trailer?
1: I did not see this trailer.
2: OMG. Uh, imagine, if you will. Uh, Sonic mm-hmm. in Breath yep. of the Wild because what? that's clearly what Sega um, have <laughs> imagined. Um, and to be fair, it does look very good. Open world Sonic game.
1: All right. I mean,
2: sometime in late
1: 2022. Okay. Uh, like, have you ever successfully, have you ever successfully enjoyed a Sonic 3D game? A 3D Sonic game? Not a Sonic 3D game, no. So, no. Uh so they'll probably have to remedy that. Um sort of the thrill of Sonic being moving as fast as possible and that weren't making sense in, in 3D's hard. Although I think some of them are well regarded, aren't they? So maybe it's well, just I'd me not doing Sonic well enough.
2: The trailer itself did look very good. Uh they showed some gameplay which we hadn't seen before, Steve, of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, mm-hmm. which is Rocksteady's next uh multi hero open world game. It looks very impressive, I have to say. and um, uh, I found it really nice uh, to see a Rocksteady game that's set when the sun is shining, as opposed <laughs> to it being dark and rainy. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. There was some Saints Row stuff that I didn't watch. Four Guys things to do with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Very slow uh, cinematic trailer based around June Spice Wars. Uh, which people seem to be excited about. Something about Borderlands. Um, Among Us uh, is coming to VR. Hooray. Uh, How do you pronounce this, Steve? Doke v Doke ev Right, that's the... the, uh, It does look good.
1: It looks a bit Pokemon-y in an open world type thing.
2: now I mean, now we're in the cheap slots, aren't we? Rumbleverse, whatever that may be. Plague Tale sequel... Good. Dying Light 2, yeah, we knew about that. Crossfire X, mm. Blood Hunt, I mean, now it's just random game name generator, isn't <laughs>
1: it? Wasn't uh, there, Simon, wasn't there a, a Matrix reveal?
2: Oh, no, I believe there was. I mean, so, you know, here it is. Uh, so, Keanu and carrie Ann Moss showed up at the end of the Game Awards at four o'clock in the morning to give you a fresh peek at the Matrix Resurrection and announce an Unreal 5 experience. The Matrix Awakens is available for download right now on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. You're going to be wowed. Trust us, writes Connor Sheridan from GamesRadar.com. Now, um, yeah, so this experience is, is, is an Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, which I've downloaded, but I haven't found a chance to play yet. But everybody, including the bods at Digital Foundry, uh, have been blown away by it. Uh, it mm. sounds, um, hugely impressive. So I am looking forward to playing around with it.
1: Apparently, it's got twenty-seven thousand streetlights.
2: Does it?
1: And loads of manhole covers. I know Come this. Come on! Uh, yeah, a LinkedIn post uh, that I saw this week from um, someone in uh, in my second circle on LinkedIn, who listed all the things in there. But he, it did feel like he was reaching a bit by the time he got down to the the lamp posts and the did manhole covers. Did he count covers. them? Did he count them? I guess he did. I don't know how else you'd know how many manhole covers there are in your game. Right. Hmm.
2: Good, so there we go. That was the Game Awards. See you next year, everybody.
1: Fantastic. All right, Um, I've got a news story here. It's a little bit of a a sad one. Unfortunately, uh, Masayuki Iwamura, lead architect of the NES and the Super NES, has died at the age of 78. He retired from Nintendo. In 2004, uh, he'd been teaching video game development at university. This is by Bryant Francis, uh, Senior Editor at GameDeveloper.com, who worked for um, Uemura, worked for Nintendo for 32 years, from 1972 through to 2004, and obviously hugely influential person in the games industry. But what I wanted to ask you, Simon, is what are your fondest memories of the Super Nintendo or the NES?
2: Oh, well, I um I didn't have an NES. I did get a, a Super NES quite late on, um I think. Uh, I do fondly remember introducing local multiplayer racing through the form of Uni Rally,
1: <laughs> uh, Uni
2: Racers to my younger sisters. Um and I think for them that sparked a moment of in- their, their first moment of interest in gaming. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's a it's uh, it's a time I do remember fondly. Uh, best game for me was uh, the Adventures of Batman and Robin, uh, the animated series from Konami. Um, a game I still regularly play. Steve, I was playing it whilst I was waiting to be boosted today. <laughs> I, was, I was playing it only today. What were you playing uh, that on? I was playing. It. I bought um, an Abenik three five one MG console. An MG MP. Might be one of those. I Um, I don't
1: know what this is.
2: It's a handheld uh, emulation device, uh, which basically goes up to and sort of including the N64, um, but absolutely shines um, on the 8 and 16-bit consoles. And so I've been... uh, And and the handhelds as well, so GBA is good. Um, I mean,
1: right. So we uh, Mm. talk a lot about you being an early Mm. adopter and also Mm. someone who often tests devices by running emulation uh, software on, on, on devices. How many times do you think you've been through this, that you've suddenly had access to uh, Super Nintendo games on a device and used that device to play these games? How many how many different devices have you played? Um,
2: um, what, uh, dedicated uh, no, would be Not three. necessarily dedicated, but three. Other, three, three dedicated three? is quite a lot yeah. as well. Yep, I can see them now. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are on the shelf, and um, yeah, What's the thing with this one about this one, then? well it just had a much nicer interface, and that was the thing that 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 sold me on it. Was that that previously, because they're all Linux-based, um, mm. and they're all cobbled together right uh, through a series of um, uh, different emulators that have different start and end mm. uh, buttons, uh, and it's actually quite quite difficult to remember exactly how to play them all. So um, I saw on Rollmuck the forum that somebody posted um, an an, an updated firmware for this particular handheld. And it's just, it just brings everything together under one consistent UI. Uh, And so, you know, I could pass it to you and you could very happily scroll through all of the systems, push the buttons and be up and running on them. And actually, um, you know, like I say, it does N64 like reasonably well. So, yeah, and I've never, I've never finished the Adventures of Batman and Robin. I tell you what else I've um was was the other revelation on this was um uh, with the uh with the sixteen bit consoles uh, and presumably some of the other emulators as well. You can um you can implement rewind, which I, I I know some of the modern remakes and modern ports have done. I've never really played them before, but um. I was showing uh, Ramona Sonic the Hedgehog uh, yesterday and, you know, like, you know, that's a difficult game, right? It's an unforgiving (laughs) game, but but once you can rewind, like, you know, actually, actually, it's loads better. Uh, yeah. And it's obviously easier. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that I might I might have a play around with those. The other thing about this device is that it's, it's smaller. It can fit into a jacket pocket, whereas a, a, a Switch, it's very obvious that you're packing a Switch if you've got one in your pocket. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm being more realistic on this one. Uh, you know, it has got a Dreamcast emulator. It has got... Um, couple of others that it should that that, that it's simply not good enough to do and so the experience is a bit rubbish and so yeah you know i i I loaded up um um advanced wars again and sort of did the first campaign on there yeah it's, it's just a nice thing to have access to i think and yes i have bought all these games before
1: excellent all right your turn for
2: a new story well, talking about buying games, VideoGamesChronicles.com wrote uh, by Andy Robinson yesterday, Square Enix's upcoming PC games will cost $70, stroke £65 for the base versions, it's been revealed. Both Forspoken and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade went up for pre-order on Steam and the Epic Game stores this week with the new higher price points. The digital deluxe versions of the games are even more expensive at £90, $95. Previously, Square Enix's games launched for $60.50. The new, pi- the new pricing brings the PC games in line with next-gen consoles, which have pushed $70 games since PS5 and Xbox Series XS launches last November. Square Enix appears to be the first major publisher to bring $70 pricing to PC platforms. I mean, crikey, eh? I, I was, so, um, they announced that the Final Fantasy VII remake was coming to PC. So I think we all knew it was coming to PC, but during the Game Awards, they announced that it was coming next week. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I do like Final Fantasy VII. Um, uh, oh, I am interested in that. Wait on to Epic and it's like, yeah, it's a lot of money, Steve. Mm. And we, we don't get paid for doing this, do we? No.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is, Yeah. It's uh, we've talked about this on the show before. I still believe even at that amount of money, in a cold, objective sense, video games are still tremendous value for money. If you look at the amount of time you're going to be expected to sink into one of those games mentioned, it could be a hundred hours, something like that. And how much do you pay to go to the cinema these days, like 15, 20 quid or something like that? And you'll watch two hour movie. And we're talking similar sort of qualities of production uh, in theory, at least. But all of that sort of logic doesn't really, really help the cold fact that it is, it feels like a lot of money. It feels uh, like you're, you know, you're paying an order of magnitude more than you do for any other uh, medium. And it's not helped by the fact that every single game is on sale all the time. And, as you're looking at the sort of price of, of that like 70 or 80 quid or whatever it is 90 quid for the deluxe and simultaneously you can go on any bundle site or just look at the things that are on sale on Steam right now and you could pick up 20 really really good games for that price
2: yeah it certainly made me uh, pause stee i do want to play it uh, i'm not I'm, i well i think the question for me is that i do i do want to play it and I'm happy to buy it my concern is um that by the time I actually do start it it probably will have been cheaper uh, and that's what's stopping me from getting it right now um so uh yeah I mean it looks amazing uh and I really yeah i i'm 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 keen but uh you know I haven't finished guardians of the galaxies yet uh G- galaxy sorry um so um yeah, don't know, don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get a review code. Who knows? <laughs> but
1: still, still. Not after this, we won't.
2: Well, I haven't said it's a bad game, Steve, have I? I've just said that I've, I've you know, I uh, personally, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be able to fit it in between now and Christmas.
1: Mm. Um, we're actually running out of time, aren't we? I'm not sure whether it's worth me doing uh, a new story. I was going to say that the, um, the Pokemon Centre in the UK is now open. I uh, don't know if you've any interest in that at all, Simon, but it's a shop in it where you can buy um buy. Do they still have shops? Goods. Have they got shops? What, in real life? I don't know. In real I life? very rarely leave the house these days. I think most, uh, most of the high street is vaccination centres, isn't it? <laughs> and thank goodness. <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's call that it for the news section uh, for now. Thank you, Simon.
2: On Life
0: Left, Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. Barry.
1: Right, we are back. This is One Life Left. On Resonance 104.4 FM, we're a video game radio show, the oldest video game radio show in the world, which might make us the oldest video game radio show presenters in the world. And some days it feels like it, but not this week. Not this week, because we're boosted and we're being upbeat. Um, We are also a podcast. You can find the podcast at www.onelifelift.com com or on your favourite podcast provider, e.g. Spotify or whatever iTunes is called these days. Uh, you'll also find on those sites you'll find our show notes. Those are written by our under caretaker Phil. In those show notes, you can find notes on the music that I have chosen for this episode, and also a link to the One Life Left Discord, where you can chat about the show, you can chat about video games, you can chat about whatever you want, and you can upload your letters for the letters section. As absolutely nobody has done this week.
2: It's a, it's a poor... I mean, it's a busy time of year, of course, isn't it? So mm. uh, so we do need to um, say that. But that's a poor show, isn't it?
1: I, I, I'm not judging anyone. Uh, but, as, you know, as Simon mentioned, we don't get paid for this yet. and <laughs> and, and we know you don't get paid for writing letters to us either so it's just a little bit of commitment isn't it that's all we're asking for i mean <laughs> clearly we're asking for quite a lot of commitment you spend an hour listening to us that's very kind of you very kind of you but if you could spend a couple more minutes just you know well
2: uh, and the the point is we're about to become an awful lot more popular okay and i think it's important then that we remember Mm-hmm. those who who you know, who weren't necessarily doing it for the limelight. Very soon, doing-
1: Simon, we're going to be getting tons of letters, right? Yes. Tons of letters. Yes. And wouldn't, you, wouldn't be one of, you wouldn't want to be one of those people who, you know, wistfully reflects on the time that they could have got a letter on the world's longest-running radio show about video games. But now competition is too fierce. The other thing is, Simon, very soon, when we're very popular... We won't know who to trust, will we, Simon? Because people will be just being nice to us. exactly right. You know, because we're famous, because we're yep. popular, <laughs> because we're getting paid. They'll be they'll be being nice to us for that reason, and that will cause all kinds of you know paranoia. Uh, we'll we won't know who to trust anymore. So we're making lists. We've always been making lists. Um, there are good lists and there are bad lists. Mm. Uh, and which list you're on depends on how you. How you react to this uh, message?
2: And I think there's one more show before we become popular. And then, (laughs) so so let's, so we, so we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, If you want, Steve, I can fill for a letter and and tell you about something happened to be happened to me this week in letter form.
1: All right, this is the letters section of a sort. BCC's one life letters
2: so so <laughs> we have a letter in, in vocal form from uh, simon byron uh, co-host of one life left uh dear one life left i know i've been telling you uh, for uh, almost a year now that i don't want a playstation 5 but that's still not stopped me whenever i see any in stock from um trying to buy one this week, I noticed that PlayStation Direct was selling PlayStation 5s and I clicked on the link and was promptly uh, taken to a holding area where I was invited to queue for half an hour before the event opens. The clock ticked down and you're advised to uh, have the vo- have the sound up on your computer so you'll get a chime when you're let in and then you'll have five minutes to buy. You have to log into your PlayStation account and you'll have five minutes to buy a PlayStation 5. I duly carried on my, my work with the window open um, on one end, and after half an hour, I then went to show. I was then shown a bar uh, graph, a bar chart. Sorry, bar chart. Is this the right? Almost like a loading bar that said uh, that tried to predict how long my subsequent wait to be invited to buy a PlayStation 5 would be. Uh, that figure varied over the next 20 minutes from uh, more than an hour to under five minutes to 12 minutes. But eventually, uh, I it clicked down to zero. And lo and behold, I was invited onto the PlayStation Store to add a PlayStation 5 to my basket. I logged in, added the PlayStation 5 to my basket. Could not believe my luck for finally being able to buy something that I neither want nor need. <laughs> For the suggested retail price, I might add. Not like Littlewoods, who were marking it up by £140 earlier.
1: Were they?
2: They were. Got it in my basket. I couldn't believe it, Stee and Simon. Um, uh, Joy over joy. I was like, fantastic. This is excellent news. Uh, Went to pay. This is where the fun started. Now, (laughs) uh, your PlayStation account is linked... To obviously your your PlayStation payment methods. Now, because I've been boycotting the PlayStation 4 since the PlayStation 5 uh, launched, my three payment cards had expired. <laughs> now, can you. Hold on, hold uh, on, to- hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm.
1: Why have you got three cards attached to your PlayStation?
2: Tax reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh Go on. and uh, anyway all three of them had expired now due to the weight of everybody trying to buy something that they neither wanted nor needed at the same time i couldn't log on to the sony servers to change my uh my my payment details i couldn't add a paypal account uh in, in order to check out swiftly and thus my five minutes to buy my playstation 5 expired oh. and i was unable to buy one Now, keeping up the positive spin on the the show, I think that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm very (laughs) pleased I was unable to finally buy something I neither want nor need. I'll be trying again this week. (laughs) Big fan of the show.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Simon. What what a great letter. What a nightmare. That is the sort of content that we were expecting from you all next week as well. That, um... Well, Simon, I'm both sorry for your loss and also glad that it all worked out. <laughs> like in... exactly. Thank you. I mean, that's 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 great. I noticed, um, by the way, logged onto uh, Acado this week. Other home delivery supermarkets are available, and uh, they've they're back to the queues. The oh, queue nice. system. okay. okay. Wasn't long, but it was wow. there. Two hundred. Fifty-eight people. Only, you know, less than a minute's wait. Then I was in there. It's coming, isn't it?
2: Buying up your PlayStation (laughs) Five. You say um, other online delivery services available that none are quite as nice, are they? Have you used Sainsbury's?
1: I have not. No.
2: That's a very undignified scramble at the doorstep. They don't give. They don't put stuff in the bags. You have to. You have to pull it out. Really? Pull it out. Put it. Put it on your mat. Take it from the box and put it on the mat, and then take it from the mat. You know, right. past your past your putting on shoes room. It's true through through to the kitchen.
1: If you're if you're you know some supermarket customers of some supermarkets can't be trusted with bags. Well, there we go. There we go.
2: Good, right? So if you've if you've got a letter,
1: uh, please email team at onelifeleft or just you know drop a letter in the Discord. Here's some more music. resonance fm the greatest radio station in the world and on whatever podcast provider you use we will have a little bit of news on the podcast sitch coming up won't we simon uh
2: yeah next week um or the first show back for 2022
1: that does seem a long time ago we started this was 2006 wasn't it was it it was 2006 um And then, uh, you know, a few years after starting World Life Left, we started Marioki. That was ten years ago, uh, 2011. And we did our Christmas party uh, on Friday night. That was excellent. Sorry you couldn't be there, Simon. No problem at all, Steve. We were slightly concerned due to the sort of breaking news of Omicron variant and, um, you know, people's concerns about that, that... uh, well, concerned about two things. One, that none of us would be able to show up because we all did lateral flow tests mm. for that, uh, but we all passed our lateral flow tests. Unfortunately, a friend of the show, long-time letter writer uh, and um, and marioki tech and audio prince Weaselspoon, was, uh, he fell victim to a, um, a close contact, had a positive PCR test
2: oh blimey so, so he, he was he's he was out. isolating is he
1: yeah he was he was out and uh, I, I hope uh, all of your friends and family get well soon Robert and you do mm. too if you know if the <laughs> the test came up positive for you as well but um, yeah that obviously was was terrible news for us because we wanted to see him and terrible news for us because then we had to do all of the tech ourselves uh, and we are I, very much I mean, the B it, team it, when it comes to that well. In, in, in some ways, Steve, you're the real victim there, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know why he why he didn't put a blanket ban on his friends and family doing PCR tests just in come case. Hey, come on, take it seriously, I know, Spoon. Absolutely. Uh, but we, yeah, uh, we did get through it. We did have um, we did have a you know typically wonderful Christmas time. A couple of things: we did our carol concert again. Uh, where all Always the lyrics, a highlight. Lyrics of we well, say that every year we remember carols are boring to sing and we promise that we're not going to do it again next year, uh, and then we do. And um another highlight of the night: Parko turned up. Simon Parkin from the from all the way from New York. I know. Uh? <laughs> the New Yorkers, Simon Parkin, author Simon Parkin video game journalist sometime when he's got bills to pay Simon Parkin oh Um, fantastic that was nice was he the secret Santa he was not uh, we didn't have a secret Santa this year for Covid related reasons oh of course don't want to sit on someone's knee do you in this climate
2: Absolutely true. Uh, My my daughter went to see the actual Santa this morning. Oh, really? Um, I didn't go because I was getting boosted. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, well, you'll have uh, noticed this from your daughter, I'm sure. But, you know, when they're very young, they hate Santa. And you always get funny pictures of like a a Santa trying to hold a screaming baby. (laughs) Now, under Covid rules, Santa just stands near them. Really? Yeah. Just a fist bump from Santa
1: exactly so very very different right but uh,
2: but it was a success was it
1: it was a great night and thank you to everyone who came and indeed thank you to everyone who came to all of our mariaki events this year um that will actually be our last show of the year we didn't think it would be but we were we were informed on the same day that uh, our our show in finland which was going to be this friday has been cancelled for uh, covid reasons um hopefully we'll get over there in the new year we'll certainly be doing mariaki in the new year uh ideally we'll be back at loading in january but we'll see won't we we'll see what the uh, what the covid situation is by then um if not we'll be doing a lockdown as always and we'll continue doing mariochi throughout 2022 as well uh, excited for that is it time for reviews it probably is isn't it let's give it a go simon you won't believe this but i've actually played another video game this week Crikey. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about your game or games first?
2: So, uh, you know, everybody's on tenterhooks following the cliffhanger from last week where I didn't have time to fully review Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> um, but looking at where we are on the show now, it looks like I've got <laughs> like a few minutes to pass this out. Mm. Uh, I don't know why I was interested in... Um, this so much i've always liked i have fond memories as a you know, as a very young child coming up to london coming up to hamley's uh and um they had a huge display of one of these pulled back hot wheels courses where you pull it back a bit and it shot around these loop the loops and um yeah so yeah I've, I've always been a fan of hot wheels and when i saw uh, the game announced now there have been some mobile versions some free-to-play versions but this was a premium uh, arcade Racer set in the Hot Wheels universe. Um and I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'm in." Um it came out in all formats. Uh I got the Switch version. It took me a while to opt for that because I knew that I'd be compromising frame rate and fidelity, uh two things that you do need in an arcade racer, but I'm happy to report that actually the Switch version is pretty good. I'm playing out on the OLED, so it does look very bright and Uh, the game does what it should do. It's a Hot Wheels Wheels Arcade Racer, um, which has a few uh, modes. There's a single-player sort of campaign where you get uh, races, tracks, and challenges to beat that unlock uh, different cars and currencies and stuff, and that's fine. Um, You've got... um, Uh, some quick race modes that have like a battle pass linked to them that I don't fully understand what's going on with uh but uh whilst I may not understand why I'm doing something I'm having quite a bit of fun doing it um, and yeah, the the racing itself, I've, I've, I've knocked it down to easy, which is what everybody on the internet recommends you start with. Um, otherwise, the AI is a little bit aggressive, but it's you in little cars racing round ridiculous tracks. So whereas, you know, something like Micro Machines took a, um, uh, a, an exclusively top down view, this is fully 3D, loop the loop, jump and stunts etc in the hot wheels universe so you're racing in garages in toy rooms in uh other things it's a skate park i think a mix of uh, lap based races and sort of event races which are, which aren't lap you tend to do that you t- tend to start those races in a dinosaur's mouth um, <laughs> and it's good uh, i'm 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 enjoying it i'm enjoying the daily challenges i apart from the ones that um give you uh, bonuses for doing drifting uh, which I am finding a little bit difficult to achieve uh, but apart from that all going well um, I'm not quite that, yeah and you unlock uh, either blind boxes of cars through in-game currency or you can choose um uh, it has a store where you know what you're buying I think they rotate like every 20 minutes and I'm amassing it. quite the collection of cars. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. I've not ventured online and I've not played local multiplayer quite yet, but um, I'm having a blast in single player. 7 out of 10.
1: Fantastic. All right, so this week I uh, I made a special effort to play a video game. And by that, I <laughs> kept an eye on my Twitter all week. Waiting for the right game to pop up on Steam Trailers in six seconds—something that would grab me, something that I know I could, you know, spend a short amount of time playing, completely understand, and review on the show—and then uh, at some point this week I saw it. Um, I what I really, really like about Steam Trailers in six seconds. So this is a Twitter account which compresses um, Steam. Trailers down to surprisingly six seconds is that you get no other context about these games, so you you've no idea if this is a big blockbuster video game or it's something knocked up by someone in the bedroom. You don't really know necessarily what the game is. You know if it chops out the wrong bit of the trailer, then you may have no impression of the game at all. But it gives you an opportunity to just be grabbed by something. Um, it's it's almost the purest way to judge a game, everything completely equal. And I saw something that I thought instantly looked like my sort of thing, and also fell into the criteria that I've just talked about, right? It looked short and small, easy to play. And I had no idea whether it was a thing or not. A thing that, you know, the rest of the indie community is going crazy for, or a thing that, um, you know, I had just discovered. And that game is a game called Below the Ocean. Have you heard of it, Simon? This is the first time I've heard of it, Steve. Right, okay. So the easiest way I can describe Below the Ocean is it's a bit like the letter V eight or nine or ten times um, crossed with Celeste, or that kind of precision platformer, so slightly more constrained than uh, VVVVVVVV's slightly open-world exploration. So none of that. These are defined levels. Um, it's got that minimal uh, retro graphics, so very very few colors and pixel art, very beautifully portrayed. It's like a cross between those two things, um, with a different twist. So it doesn't have VVVVV's gravity flipping, instead you are exploring below the ocean and as such you are tethered to an oxygen tank. So as you move around the level you leave this tether behind you Um, and the tether only stretches so far so you've got to get it to stretch to the next oxygen tank by wrapping it around uh, items in a platforming uh, style. And sure, there are spikes to avoid, later on there are enemies, all of that kind of thing. But it does so many clever things with that mechanic, and it does them in that beautiful way where, just at the point you're like, okay, cool, I get this, now I feel like I'm approaching... Not even mastery, it's, it's almost disgust them quicker than that. But when it's milked them for one or two good puzzles, it then introduces something else. Um, i played about one and a half of, I think, four zones um, and every three or four screens it introduces something new. For example, very very early on, you realise this tether that is behind you, obviously it has consistency as you're wrapping it around the level, and quite early on the first thing it shows you is you've got to use it to swing on, so you might hook it over a block and swing back and forth and then use that to get up, um, um, get up higher. And then I think a level after that, you try that and then you bang into some spikes and then you realise, oh, actually what I've got to do is do my platforming, wrap the tether completely around one block to make it slightly shorter and then swing again and end up in the right place. It's beautiful in design terms, just so pure and so polished, so well executed. You could use it to teach people about good platform game design. Like, it feels like every single section has been thought, thought through. Every block, every cell of every level matters. Um, and I love it, absolutely love it. It's, it was also, it cost £2.87, uh, which is nothing, and currently has two reviews. Whoa, uh, on Steam. It's got three now, Steam. It, well, it will have another one because I, I very, very rarely review things on Steam but I'm certainly going to go on there uh, and, um, and and leave my thumbs up and I'll also definitely tweet about it. It's by a guy called Ishmael Rodriguez and as far as I can tell through, uh, well, just clicking on his name on Steam, it's his first game uh, as well. I, I genuinely think it's phenomenal. I would love it if uh, some people listening to this go and buy it and support it because honestly, it's exactly the thought sort of thing um, that I <laughs> I would like more people to play, and I would like One Life Left to be able to draw more people's attention to, which we'll obviously be able to do when we go global next month. <laughs>
2: I'll check that out, Steve. I, d- I did notice, um, by the way, that um, one of the games that you covered um, recently... Did a post mortem on sales. Um, and uh, here we go. Um so I slightly slowed up then because I was typing at the same time, but I don't think anybody <laughs> noticed. Uh so um Porn Berrien, um did a breakdown on their commercial success, or his commercial success, I should say. He's a solo dev. Um and uh, he seems pretty happy. Uh on Reddit, he writes, yo. This is a direct follow-up to my earlier pre-mortem musings, where I encourage you to read this first. Um, he talked about how he was launching with ten thousand wish lists just before launch, um, and then he's then come back and uh, detailed exactly uh, what he's done in terms of money um, and sales. And so, um, a month, uh, two and a half months after launch, he has sold uh, eight thousand four hundred copies. Ninety-four percent of the hundred and seventy-eight user reviews are positive. $45,000 in his bank account that's a cool 45 um and so it took him 20 months uh, to develop and he's pretty happy with that which i should say uh, he absolutely um he absolutely should be um now he talks about uh content creator support and press interest negligible he says mm. on reddit doesn't mention his <laughs> glowing 7 out of 10 review that he had <laughs> on the world's longest running radio show. Yeah, that
1: is also a phenomenal game, and another one I think I discovered via uh, Steam Trailers in Six Seconds, but yeah, please um, everyone who hears this and has a PC, uh, go and support Below the Ocean because I, I really, really do think it's great, and I'm very, very surprised if you don't enjoy it as well. Um, there is another review as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Apologies,
2: I wouldn't have done that filling then. I was just trying to trying to do, just trying to get the, cur- the curse into the end of the show,
1: Steve. Uh... You will be pleased to know, Simon, that after my Mario Kart 8 review, um, spurred on by my two and three quarters year old daughter, uh, who has recently started playing it, after that last week, I managed to persuade her to review it this week. So here's Alice.
0: My name is Alice Covey, and this is One Life Left.
1: Alice, what game have you been playing this week?
0: Mario Kart.
1: Do you like it?
0: Yes.
1: Tell me what you do in Mario Kart.
0: You, you choose a friend. Which friend? You have Wendy and Lemmy and Donkey Kong.
1: And after you've chosen a friend, then what do you do?
0: You, you choose a, a car.
1: Which car do you choose?
0: Um, I like the the cat.
1: So are there other cars?
0: Um I don't know.
1: When you've chosen your car, what do you do then?
0: You 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 have to press X.
1: What does X make you do?
0: Um well well. Well roll 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 roll
1: roll roll. Roll. You roll forward and what's the aim of the game?
0: So you have to have one. If you have two you don't win.
1: What number do you have?
0: Um, I want. I like one.
1: So does that mean you finish first? Yeah. And who wins the game?
0: Me and you.
1: Both of us.
0: Yeah. If we have, I have one, and you have two. We win.
1: So, what's your favourite thing in Mario Kart?
0: Hmm, I want to go. One more time. All
1: right, Alice. Bye. Do you have anything else to say? No. What score would you give Mario Kart? Seven. Seven out of what?
0: Seven out of ten.
1: Anything else you want to say to the listeners of One Life Left?
0: Um. Goodbye. I love you. Bye.
1: There we go, Simon. Now she's done two reviews for the show. Crikey, she'll be after a a, a formal job title soon, won't she? She'll be after a job at Future Publishing soon, although perhaps not after their appearance in the newspapers this week.
2: No, uh, they said that despite the government's advice, they would actually prefer
1: if you continued going into the office. Although I think they've subsequently retracted that. Have they? I did like the quote that said said, uh, in their email to all staff, it said, The government advice is only if you can. Well... (laughs) we do not believe (laughs) in quotes you can't (laughs) 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 well good for them for retracting something that they should definitely have not said in the first place
2: great well look uh, I'll see you working from home next week shall I on our last show of the year
1: yeah absolutely our Christmas party and we can crack open the sherry is that
2: allowed while you're doing radio yeah let's say let's say it is
1: If if they can get away with it at Eurogamer we can get away with it Actually, maybe we can't because we're under broadcasting regulations, aren't we? Anyway, I'll ask resonance. resonance. Um, thank you, Simon. Today's been super fun as always. And thank you to all of the listeners, even if you didn't write to us. But remember, next week's your last chance of this year and maybe ever. Give it a shot. Um, until then. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>